9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening. Oh, hey, everyone. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Go Quarantine Yourself. It might be the last ever Go Quarantine Yourself. Well, I can't. Hang on. I don't want to say that. Last ever implies that there'll never be another global pandemic. And I don't know. I can't say that for sure. Uh, but no, but seriously, um, this is our part two of where we take a look at the Marvel Cinematic Universe and kind of uh, shoot the shit and just talk about comics and stuff. Uh, Walter jumps on once again. So it's uh, me, Walter, and Lawrence Corber and Chris Mendito talking about the MCU. And we're going to try for next episode to actually have a guest. And we're going to try to start doing remote podcasts uh, with people that have something to plug. That's pretty exciting. Um, if you like the show, as always... Um, tell people about it, share it on Facebook. We really don't have any sort of marketing budget to speak of. So if you're listening to the show and you think it's cool, I can't stress this enough. Tell people about it so that we know that we're doing a good job and we can maybe at some point, um, do a big go plug yourself convention, you know, enjoy the show. Go plug yourself, you plug another plugger. Go plug yourself, you plug another plugger. Go plug yourself, you plug another plugger. Go plug yourself, it's time for another Go Plug Yourself podcast. Baby. HBO, so there was HBO Now was a service you could use in the States, which was like literally just uh, like Netflix or whatever, but you just got HBO and it was like 15 bucks a month, which was like as much as it cost to add to a cable package. So if you didn't have a cable package, you could just do that. Obviously, the subscriber base, it was it was it was smart, but the subscriber base was pretty low because it was like Mm -hmm. there was no fluff. Right. right, Like it was just the HBO shows, period. So now for the exact same price point, they launched HBO Max, which is all of HBO. But then they hit throw on like some uh, like Adult Swim content and they picked up Friends and they picked up some other shows here and there and whatever. And then for all some reason, Friends, we, don't, yeah, we, we haven't heard enough about Friends lately. The Thank God is, for Friends. Every freaking time the one of those the streaming way, services though? picks up Friends. They by the way, though, like millions. Oh, is this the Friends? Yeah. By uh, the way, theme? though, Lawrence. Well. Ding, 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 ding. Now, 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 now. Now it's in everyone's head forever. You're welcome. And and, and that was kind of the Friends theme. Hey, remember when that they had a exactly monkey? That was exactly the Friends theme. That was the Friends theme. That out of all of I, I challenge anyone to sing the opening chords of the Friends theme better than No, mine was better. No, no, no. I had claps. So anyway, Marvel movies. Yeah, bring it home, Keith. Bring it home. Tie it together, baby. To put the here, I can frame what we were talking about. I love. I love that you want to go back so hard. Yeah. No, because I can bring it in. We were talking about the DCEU which yeah. was an expanded cinematic universe of a comic series that was such a, that put, put a, such a travesty into the world uh, called the Justice League that HBO or NBC or whatever is giving Zack Snyder they're somewhere between 20 and 30 million dollars to finish <coughs> finish the cut of the movie it's already done it's already done well whatever but they still they gave him 20 or 30 million dollars for for post production and all that stuff to make another cut of a movie because it was so poorly received that people were like well a, what anything will be better than we voice. just saw they have no reason to but, believe it's any good okay, but like how much better amazing. 
How much better could it be? Like that's the, I've seen the movie a couple times. Like it's not. Oh, well, it's gonna be. It's not gonna get that much better. Zack Snyder's not like the dude. Like yeah. this isn't like where we're gonna be like Kubrick's Justice League. No, no, no. <laughs> it's, like, it's like four hours. It's four hours long. The Green Lantern the is a vital part of the story the now. Like that's the only way it could be like actually I would like, like the Green Lantern different. to be a vital part of the story. I but would anyway. be. I would be so stoked. Uh, is this not out? You, they tell me no, we, we spent months saying release the Snyder cut and they oh, can't good. release it yet. They just told us it. they're gonna. I mean, yeah. I like. I was like. I mean, yeah. Like I said. Like, <laughs> no, release you know, it now. Uh, they're they're doing it. It's happening. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. They, they it wasn't. There wasn't the the cut wasn't finished. Yeah, but there wasn't yeah. a post. Like he's still doing post on it or whatever. Why would you need extra posts? Just cut up what's there. It's like yeah, because because some of you know how there's like you know how there's the song "Fantasy" by Mariah Carey, and then there's the remix. How does it go? Older See gold, gold. Nice. Then there's like ODB and Puff Daddy, and then like it's much better than the like the original one. Well, this is like the remix. Like or the song with uh, Kanye and uh, Cuddy where they sing over Poker Face and it's way better than Lady Gaga's Poker Face. I haven't all heard that. Yeah. yeah, it's great. It's very good. Um, but anyway, yeah. So that expanded universe is a disaster, and we're talking about Phase Three yeah. of the expanded universe that no, isn't no, it's, a disaster. The MCU. It's seven minutes in, and we finally got to what we were going to talk about today. That, see. It's almost on topic, Chris. Can we start off? Can you can you recap? Yeah, and Walter's here against all of our better judgment. That's okay. We're gonna well phase him out. It's even fine. even his wild card. Walter was like, but I, I the your last words on part one of the MCU was, "How are you gonna do another episode about the MCU?" And then you're like. <laughs> And then you're like, I want no, it. It's the <laughs> this audio can't survive without me. It just doesn't seem. It just doesn't seem consistent. Yeah, you know that's right. And and if there's and yeah, if there's a trademark of Walter's run on this podcast, it's consistent. Consistency. I feel like I'm kind of like a low key type character, or maybe like uh, uh, Hulk. Actually, no. You know what? No, what? I'm the I'm the Incredible Hulk. Actually, I think. So, like, my plan when Walter retired from the show was that he would, come, line. would he come back for special occasions. But yeah, then a like pandemic these. happened, so he's been on, like, 75% of the shows since oh. he retired. He's like the, he's like the Ric Flair of but the he's, podcast. In, he's he's in right about to trying Walter, to be the Hulk because uh, we are trying to recast three him. people to replace <laughs> him. Oh. Oh. Woo! Woo! Oh, Jesus Christ, Keith. Make a decision already. This would stop happening. <laughs> I, I mean, we we needed to round the bases just to see. <laughs> Anyways, let's get into our Marvel stuff now. Uh, oh man! But I l- listen. <laughs> we started the show, and Walter just walked away. So look, we're back. Yeah, yeah, we have to do it before before he Who's comes mad? back. Who's mad? I really, mad. really, really. This is. I mean, I guess it, it's summertime, and Chris, uh, you'll be mad. Who at me said for that? That was this. first of all, that was uh, Walter. Spending a lot of time. Second of all, we don't have internet and stuff. Up at the I cottage. just think I re- it's funny that you back Dude, out like, of so many things cottage, by saying, "Sorry, guys, was that the cottage wow. last weekend?" <laughs> 
<laughs> if it makes you feel better, he backed out of my birthday because there was three clouds in the sky. You know what? <laughs> okay, was, Hold on. Okay. It was three clouds in the sky. It was this like 35 degrees. And my plan was to point bike that we can 40 make minutes about to Ashalaga. Ashalaga. I was like, Is that Sarah as crazy like, as we die. all know he is? You don't is. have a car. If you Hold had a car, on. we would have as been there As crazy as we all know Happy he birthday, is. Lally. Every once in a while, he'll go in on somebody. In this case, him going in on you, Keith, for not going to Lawrence's birthday party. That will make somebody's day. <laughs> So funny. Oh. One of the things that I love about interacting with Walter online is like at any point in time, I also could have stopped. And I'm like, at a certain point, I feel that it becomes a battle of wits between Walter, like being like, I, I want to like me out and me um, being like, no, I'm just going to dig in. And then one of us gets, gets tuckered wait, out. And Walter's talking like, about? why are, are you talking about, now? We're talking about when nothing, you were just like, at no, all. uh, when, yeah. <laughs> what are we talking about, though? We're talking about it's US eleven minutes, and we're still talking or the about Ric Flair. Walter. So I, I kind of see him as the Ric Flair because I feel yeah, that yeah, like yeah. immediately, if, any, if anyone starts another podcast, he'll he'll jump ship, <laughs> just like Ric Flair. Like wherever the paycheck is, Walter goes in. Jacob will be the third man. I don't want to make it about <laughs> me, though. And then at a certain point, Jacob when his kid is old enough, he's going to try to be getting Jacob's his kid over at all costs. Jacob's going to start oh wearing my. modified versions of Walter's Hawaiian shirts. It was Jacob. It was Jacob all along. Oh, I did it for Jacob, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, go. Yeah. But he's going he's to cut them up into wrestling trunks, and every panel is going to be a home? different Hawaiian shirt. Or the, the vacation one. Yeah. But, you know, I really wanted to watch another. Far from home is the new Spider Man, and yeah. I did not. Yeah. Homecoming's the first one. Uh, that, uh, uh, Spider Man Vacation home with Chevy Chase. Yeah, Far from Home is You know what vacation. that felt like? That movie yeah. felt yeah. like. The first one is Homecoming. Yeah. Game of Thrones was yeah. at its peak. When Game of Thrones was at its peak, that felt like the episode the after the, the, yeah. the big battle scene. The big battle episode, right? Like the episode after the Battle of Blackwater Bay. Yeah, it was so hard to follow up Endgame. Wow. It, it, it's hard It's hard to follow up Endgame, though. Like, that's the first movie. That's the first, because Endgame's such an emotional yeah. high on, like, so many points. You know what I mean? It's a lot of stories coming to a head. And then afterwards, Spider-Man's like, I had an adventure in Europe. Like, you're like, okay, it's severely lower stakes than the universe. Lawrence yeah, like, pops, baby. But the comics oh, have had to do that. I heard Lawrence's home audience pop for that one. Oh, yep. I have my I have my girlfriend here ready to react to all my zinger. Nice. I have my hey. wife here ready to yell at me. Oh, geez. But, yeah, but the comics have always had to do that, too, right? Like... Where you have the big giant event series, and you're like, next month all the monthly start up again. They're like, yo, that was yeah. weird. Let's have some cereal or whatever. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> that's why they're chilling again. And you're like, it, uh, yeah. it's hard with movies because, like, usually on TV or comics, there's always like a filler thing. Like, if they have like a big crossover event, the next episode back, they're like, mm -hmm. oh no, this bank robber better stop him. Well, yeah. I have a like low stake story. And they yeah. build up so they do. But like with this, I, I didn't like in that movie <coughs> that the whole Mysterio backstory where he's mad at Tony Stark. Mm -hmm. 
because I feel like in the MCU we've already met like ten villains who are pissed off at Stark, and that's their whole motivation, right? No, I can't. It, makes, it does make Peter sense, Parker. though. In a real world, kind of like if you if you if you put that scenario on a real world kind of deal, you would have people gunning for this guy, you know? Yeah, like like you think just think about think Robert Downey Jr. resents. Think about if Elon Musk also uh, put on a suit and yeah, flew around the, and his character totally like, compared to Elon Musk ice, ice now. As Elon Musk has slowly <laughs> lost his mind in public. Not for a second. I don't know. No, because no, he's no, not no. a mark, Chris. I don't know. Maybe he maybe that makes Robert Downey Jr. like kind of compassionate, right? Because maybe he's on the same path as like Downey from a couple years ago. And then he'll come back better than ever. I did. I did appreciate seeing Mysterio on the big screen for once. That was that funny. Was, yeah, the, the fishbowl, fishbowl, and everything. Fishbowl, yeah, I didn't like the. I mean, yeah, I already talked about kind of the motivation for the character, but I guess they, if you juxtapose it with like the recent loss of Tony Stark and you know having Tony's gift trying to help him and then Tony's past trying to take him out, I guess like that yeah. has. A, it was like about, Iron Man four. Like in that all sense. three Iron Man movies are people he's pissed off. Uh, Ultron essentially. Thanos comes back just to kind of yeah no him he's, he's not but, I mean he's yeah. a really key part of the story actually yeah uh, yeah I mean Vision <laughs> is a glorified like don't ask him to on. elaborate <laughs> what El- uh, elaborate you know because the... <laughs> no no no, 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 no I'm with you I was, it was Chris, just I was just no, adding Chris, on to Chris, what we were saying about Tony Stark. No, Chris, sometimes you need to have people specify their opinions, and I wish Walt would do that to me right now. I, 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 I'm, I'm falsely uh, not following why Vision is a fuck doll. It looks like makes more. We, we, we were making we were making that point that you know Tony Stark creates his own problems. <laughs> That's right. And in Vision, he created. Yeah, and, the, that? and that problem and that problem was no one's banging it's Wanda Max. That's not our problem. Exactly. We better solve this. Exactly. One. He's not even a real fucking person. <laughs> Good retort. It's the sex doll line. Come on, it's not funny when you have Twitter? to explain the jokes, guys. What's what are you? Oh my godding over there. Hey, I'll fuck you. So, but far, far from home was supposed to do it. Oh my god. I was gonna say so. Um, July. 2020 marked the first I was time thinking, in oh no i was thinking oh, though yeah, the first time in 10 this, years this that we've gone a full calendar up, but year given the situation not to be yeah. my conspiracy and theory only hat on here but i will for a second you think this helps marvel yeah yeah the layoff i think the layoff helps marvel i think it helps them do it here it comes no yeah. I don't think I don't think it I don't think it did because I think that they were I think they were really really banking on uh Captain America and Winter Soldier uh whatever the heck it is Falcon and oh, that's Falcon coming, and the Winter though. Soldier and yeah. WandaVision that's coming, though. which are both not done. I think they were really always coming on the in Disney 21 Plus, though. Starting to have like the show tie-ins and those are not ready. Those yeah, but not ready. why why are those not ready? They're not done because of pandemic. Oh, what? Why did oh, they? Uh, Falcon and um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was supposed to be late 2020, and it's now 2021. But sounds like a Wolf I, Mother song. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, <laughs> like the yeah. Joker. Yeah, yeah. Phase four was it was scheduled for late 
2020. <coughs> is supposed to be December 2020. Speaking of which, well, have you guys of, seen the trailer? As for of seven hours ago, yeah, hold on. Awesome. As of seven it's hours ago, Sony so said all, that uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier Jesus will premiere in fall 2020. Does have the fuck ball. So. Now, why don't you tell us more about fuck dolls there? You I voice of the generation. Called, uh, Keith and Chris read the internet. But I heard it was delayed. So, I'm. I mean, I mean, look, I'm not here for the conjecture. I'm not here for facts. I'm here to talk about uh, the fact yeah. that I think it was actually really a this... good kind of thing that happened because I think they were getting to the point after Endgame where you kind of lack direction and it was oversaturated a bit. So I think maybe like heart, like distance, uh, the heart girl fund or whatever. Like mm -hmm. you, you have the ability to kind of create some space and then make people look forward to something because back at back, they had so many Marvel movies just like pumped out one after another and things. In yeah. Between. But like, and Endgame, that's a really Endgame, hard momentum to keep up. Yeah, for Endgame, like Endgame was really and, like, like, it felt like, a it, right? felt like finality. So they were on such a run though. Where, yeah, for I sure. Think the and next... I don't think it's a run we're ever going to see again. No, not just because they called it Endgame, buddy, but I mean, that was the big part. <laughs> um... But I think the yeah, uh, yeah. the next phase is because they be called an end game? benefited by the layoff. <laughs> that might be it because they're going to have more time to focus on what they actually what stories they want to tell and how like, they're going to create. So we'll run. Yeah, and yeah. I think I think that to that point, just about what are they going to what are they going to call it? Like kickoff? <laughs> he's or such a piece of shit that yeah, he finds the, moments uh, where he's like, "Can I be a piece of shit here? I'm going to be a piece of shit here." What are going to call it? Like, uh, coin, what a coin flip? Coin flip. <laughs> <laughs> now, oh, you know what would be good? Wait, okay, on, Avengers, Avengers face cage. That's the one. That's, That's the one. It sounds really good. It sounds yeah. really good. Exactly. John Travolta's in it. Fucking book it. <laughs> I want Edward. I want Edward Norton yeah. to write it. I want Ang Lee. I want Ang Lee to direct it, even though I'm who, who would who would Nicholas Cage play? Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson produces it. How many how many volatile characters could we get? Nicholas, in one Nicholas set? Cage has the Red Skull. Um, all of a sudden. Jack Nicholas has a has <laughs> but he a part. Has his own voice. Yeah. Jack has a part, oh. and he walks off set because he's not getting enough back end on the deal. Tarantino is involved. What? So how long did we see fucking X-Men in the goddamn MCU? <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly there's uh, so many shots of Wanda Maximoff's toes. Yeah. <laughs> Tarantino has his hands all over this. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, that, so the thing that they're taught... So the one thing that uh, Spider-Man Far From Home kind of firmly establishes... Or definitely plants the seeds for is to Walter's point because I am paying attention the potential the reality of a multiverse, yeah. which makes it so much easier because so what they were saying is they can bring the X Men in, acknowledge even if they wanted to the fact that the X Men movies happened, but then say it's not the same world as the it's MCU. Not the same world, yeah. How much so they can even bring actors back, right? Like they can be like, here's like. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out any of who was like beloved in the X Men series. They wanted Hugh Jackman. 
No, no. I, I think it starts. I think it starts at twenty million. I think it starts I at twenty million, it and it goes up to fifty. Fifty bucks and a roast beef sandwich, hundred percent. And yeah. a roast beef yeah, sandwich. Yeah, like I said, they could bring back a Hugh Jackman Wolverine. <laughs> and a roast beef sandwich. Yeah. Tell you what, Bill, you throw in a roast beef sandwich. If you want me to wear the claws, you better pay up. You better throw in a sandwich. Because they, they were saying that Shut that's up. that that's the. That's the pitch right now for the Punisher show. What? Right? Thomas Jane? Yeah. <laughs> is to bring... Um, ah, what's, his, what's the actor's name? Come on now. The guy from John Bernthal? Dead. No, John Bernthal. Yeah, John Bernthal. Yeah. So they're, they're, pitching, they're apparently pitching a Dolph Punisher Lundgren. TV show with John Bernthal yeah. that is, has nothing to do with the Netflix series because they're just going to be like, the Netflix series was the multiverse, baby. And then, again. and then he'll just be the Punisher. No, they like him. They like his portrayal like so you, much. If you have like a different universe and you recast the they, actor, they like John Barenthal so no, much. No, I, mean, I feel like the first characters in the comics made up. They just they're exactly the same. Sometimes yeah. they have a mustache. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. that's what I'm saying. That's, it's that different universe. There's a billion different universes, brother. Some are exactly. John Barenthal with like with his lashes done. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Just has and a mustache. Is- some is Dolph Lundgren from the '80s, right? Let's. But, it, lets, but it, it was funny because we were talking about this a buddy of mine. We were like because largely um, Iron Fist, notwithstanding, um, the Netflix and like Marvel shows were great. Oh man, Daredevil was so good. And that's what I'm saying. So you can you can legitimately bring back these characters. You can bring back D'Onofrio as Kingpin, and you don't even need to worry about the oh. Netflix. Experience. Because so you just think it's multiverse, and here's Donofrio as Kingpin, and you don't even need to like sweat the Netflix shows or worrying about how they exist in continuity. Because the Netflix shows never, other than they, I think they said like the incident in New York, they never had like a, a straight tie in the way Agent Agents of Shield did. Like they're not, they're not MCU canon. So if the actors like we could get Agents to see, of Shield uh, kind of was the beginning Wait, canon, the Netflix shows but then they quickly canon? deviated from that dude. Netflix shows are not MCU nah, it's, it's, it's only it's Netflix shows right now. Yeah. I thought they were I think they are I thought they were too Agents of Shield is yeah they're yeah that's exactly that's it they, they they at no point in time did anything in netflix the netflix series other than i think the only there's a someone went through it there's a couple of references to the the stuff in new york and they make a couple being like oh you're not big and green so they do make reference to like other things but nothing in the films really impact the the world of the netflix show and the netflix show doesn't impact i mean we need films. 25 more so, like, i thought I mean, they were going to show up in endgame if you, if you're gonna I bring all the characters i, I thought that yeah. would have been a fun little thing but apparently no because uh disney doesn't own them in the same way no but i think if you're gonna have if you're gonna have if you're gonna have the whole wakandan army and you're gonna have uh, all of dr strange like students who are like on day four of magic hey i'm at men with a major motion picture event i guess legally they couldn't they're at least as good as ant-man and he's got a third one coming too so Ah. He, had, he has two films in his belt, and he that also is like the catalyst movie. for the entire plot of Endgame. So true. There we go. Yeah. But yeah, I, Ant- I know. But Ant-Man I was, and the like, Wasp. Yeah, that was the Ant-Man, second one. Ant Man and Son of the Wasp. 
so the other thing I would just want to just to touch on the Netflix series just briefly was I always thought like I know they like I said they downplayed it on purpose, but um, technically Daredevil even takes place after the first Avengers film, right? Because I think they talk about like the, the stuff in Manhattan, and I was like, how does Vincent D'Onofrio go from watching aliens invade Manhattan to being like? Gotta Not fucking kingpin, baby. You're like, in Hell's Kitchen, I feel motherfucker. That everybody's <laughs> life would be in serious. Like, let's let's take a good hard look at what we're going on here. But like, Daredevil, like kingpin's like, screw it. I still, I, I know. Is it like, hey, hey, oh, you, 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 no reassessment you, 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 you of your place burned down. Fuck you, anything. pay me. Actual fucking aliens came from Manhattan another dimension. Like, Fuck you, pay me. There was thunder in the air. Fuck you, pay me. <laughs> I lo- don't, don't get me wrong D'Onofrio's Kingpin is like one of I think the choicest castings somehow well Thanos like, also Thanos that, we Marvel, haven't spoken about Thanos at all in these podcasts ever seen. by the way like D'Onofrio's Kingpin I was find that very lame. amazing but it's still very weird that if it- Thanos was good who's Thanos um, I think, I think I rec- very well. And now, if they talk about pulling, hang on. You could do both, baby. Thanos, though, is if they Josh is a, talk about Josh pulling Daredevil Josh into the both. MCU. Uh, and where does that put Brolin? Because he's, pro, he's Cable and Thanos. He'll do both. Well, that that, that put that puts Brolin in the guaranteed money in the, in the guaranteed money. And he's, yeah. he's got guaranteed money. That's what it puts him. Yeah. Cable, yeah. You think he's doing? He worked. He, the one. So you want to talk about movie. Thanos? You want to talk? And about, he's still uh, he's still in the Deadpool movies, is he not? That's what I literally was just talking about. Cable. Well, he showed up in that X Men movie there initially. Days of Future Past. That's the one. <clears throat> um, yeah, no. So you want to talk about Brolin? You want to like the? I also just think just the the weight of Josh Brolin having a bad guy. And this is hang on. So we're gonna tie in two different episodes uh-huh. here right now. Uh, Chris Chris texted me and he just he rewatched season eight. So if you go back, so and he's about two twenty five, two thirty. If we go back, Chris had just watched season eight, just finished season eight of Game of Thrones, which we <laughs> also had said, an entire but, okay. podcast on. Yeah, and was talking about he he liked it, lived it to the hype. He hasn't changed his opinion on it. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, no but then on, I was you're, saying you're summarizing that it in a in a weird way. Lived well, up to the hype you is said, not you said what you I said. And I said I didn't agree uh, with the narrative that it was a totally it was a disaster and that there was uh, it was a lot it was a lot of good things and I enjoyed the season and that it wasn't uh, not enjoyable. Anyways, we're not we're not relitigating. Okay. My parents just watched it, and I think and I think this is the time for the shameless plug. No, no, watch them. The shameless plug. <laughs> Go back and watch all of our old episodes on Go Plug Yourself. I mean, listen to them. <laughs> if you're Go watching watch them, you're and Pull up, <laughs> pull up a yeah, picture of me, Pull up a picture. Collage it into one. Really listen to the podcast the while looking at that sunglasses. picture. Definitely not. Uh-huh. Yep. <sighs> yep. <clears throat> But so, and I was saying that the the um, the Battle of Winterfell, the Night King didn't 
like the, the whole entire demise of the Night King didn't get me and his impact didn't get me in the same way something like Endgame did where right. they've been building up to Night King in the show for whatever, 100 hours or something, whereas they've also were building up to Thanos for 100 hours. And like I think they're that not, Thanos I mean, did the payoff hours better. Long, but... I don't know. Yeah, 20 movies? They were all like three hours long. 90 so hours? Yeah. Yeah, but that was only Agents of Shield. Well, you're talking about you're talking about like everything in Phase One leading to Thanos, but he only shows up for sure. like a very limited yeah, amount I mean, of time. I see him on TV for like ten minutes, also. But I'm just saying, but the resonance of like if you're building to a thing, they were building to th- like Thanos and again, Night I disagree King with that point. They battled with one. Thanos delivered um, on the promise of being a huge badass, <laughs> and Night King yeah. did not deliver on that promise. That's fair. I mean, and, but anyway, so but to to bring it all back to Brolin and his like that those are it's it was such an e- I think an easy thing to screw up, right? Would have been like, like you built this guy, Brolin as Thanos, and even just Endgame. Like Endgame was not necessarily my favorite movie, but the fact that they didn't screw it up was in itself almost like a monumental achievement. There was so many and, ways it could have been bad, and instead it was actually like pretty good, per- like performance-wise, delivering on all the storylines. Like it, it could have been. It was. It would have been. I mean, look, we talked about Justice League at the beginning. It would have been so easy for Infinity War and Endgame to have been monstrous shit shows. They, they, and yet they, they kind had of, a run they pulled it all like, together. You, could, with like you remember one of the like, like, biggest, the biggest critique you would have of a Marvel movie was that the, the fucking villain was lame, right? Gives a lot of movies, you know, people were like, "Hey, what you didn't like about this movie? It was ah, oh, the villain was lame. The villain was lame." <laughs> In Ragnarok, it started a run. Yeah. It was Ragnarok, uh, Black Panther, and then and, uh, uh, Infinity War and Endgame, where the villain wasn't lame. Like the I like villain. Ultron. I like- the villain was lame. Um, I, I left that out of the narrative of the statement, but I mean, th- those were three, like, three movies that came out relatively close together where the villains were the best part of the movie. Really? That's what I'm saying. You can't always have a classic fucking villain. And Marvel, and and it, yeah, and Marvel also is pretty notorious for bad villains. Like outside of Spider-Man, like outside of Spider-Man, there's no real like solid rogues most gallery ba- in most Marvel. Of Batman but then the other them. side, the, the other side to that coin yeah. is like '89 Batman, where your villain outshines oh, the Dark Knight. You, you mean the Dark Knight? You don't even need to go to '89 Batman. You mean Dark? You just, you just need to go to Dark Knight yeah. Rises. Every t- vill- first the of all, the one? villain out. Aid was still Dark good, Knight but Dark Knight is like, like, won an level. Oscar. I don't know what that is. Heath Ledger. The Dark Knight. You're right. Dark Knight Rises is Bane. Right? Yeah. Who are these people? So Michael yeah, Keaton exactly. in 1989 uh, yeah. went face to face with Jack Nicholson, and in many ways, Jack Nicholson outshined uh, uh, Tim Burton. <laughs> but, but, are you but saying that Heath Ledger yeah. did not outshine Christopher? Yeah, he negotiated that. Was that. But in that in the 1989 movie, doesn't the Joker have like more screen time than Batman? A lot yes. more. He was so smart. Much. A lot. Like so, like they, they <laughs> Jack was a visionary. Jack yeah, fucking, and he also Jack negotiated knew. that he got paid based on the box. Jack office. knew because like, also it's Jack Nicholson. Yeah, good for him. <laughs> or at least but his I, account was. I, I think 
I think if you're talking phase three Marvel, you you can't in especially in phase three before Endgame and Infinity War, I think you can't overpower people with a villain because then you're pulling focus away from Thanos. So like Hela being like I, Thor's sister is fine, and like Ghost, I actually kind of liked in Ant Man and the Wasp because she was like kind of sympathetic and interesting. But, I will say that given um, given her role in Endgame. They should have held off on Captain Marvel. Like, because all it, like, when she shows up in Endgame, I'm like, uh, and uh, like, there's that scene. I get it. It's a great moment for, uh, for women, like, heroes. And like, here comes the preface. Here comes the, here comes. No, there isn't the preface. preface. It's that all of, all of the women are like going and they're helping out Captain Marvel. And I'm like, yo, it's Captain Marvel. She doesn't need your help, Black Widow. You're a spy. This is Captain Marvel. She can literally, without a gauntlet on her fist, probably like go toe to toe with Thanos. Like if you gauntlet removed, yeah, and she does. But I'm just saying, but there's that scene where all like the women uh, are helping out and kind of rallying we, we, around. We Captain quote Marvel him a lot on like, this podcast. Any but of your help, God like, forbid they should help each other. Recap Keith. video. But that's he what I'm saying. Is that it's Captain really Marvel is said, so powerful? He's like they have if, to hide Captain Marvel throughout Endgame because really she could just end this at any time, right? Because she's so powerful that she, hmm. like, so they have to. She's busy, right? At the beginning, she's busy. She's got. I'm in space. Yeah. I'm terribly busy. I like, don't you understand? I'm very busy. Yeah, I'm in space. <laughs> which I which I do get. Like, I you think something. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair though, I actually <laughs> I bought that explanation very well because we're like, oh, we're going through such a hard time on Earth. And she's like, half of the universe is gone. Every planet is in complete turmoil right now. I was like, Oh yeah, she does have better things to do than hang out on one planet. Like she yeah. actually, but I'm just saying. But it was so weird but that like Captain Marvel. There's also, there's also like in her movie because it took yeah, place in the '90s. There was yeah. nothing really anchoring her to Earth, right? Like she had that friend, and the friend had a kid, and we don't even see if they get like snapped away or not. So yeah. she has very little, very little actual meaning or attachment to the earth because for her she's lived most of her life off planet like in the kree empire and all this kind of shit right yeah so which, which i me, get yeah for me it makes a lot more sense than if she was like if she had lost people the same way hawkeye lost people or the same way uh yeah. captain america lost people then that would kind of break the movie the fact that she left because she would want to be there so she didn't but she didn't get the funeral though for most of the that movie but then i also she, she has to show up in the last fight because uh, Thanos that, is a universe-threatening villain. It was, it, it was villain. a major, major and ups for, that, and that's what for I'm Captain saying, Marvel like, for making it to the funeral. She could have had other things to do. She barely knew the guy. Disrespectful. Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> there's the there's, uh, there's Lando. There's top there's, uh, funeral scenes in the MCU. The, in uh, Guardians Two, it's there's like a two. couple funeral scenes actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Wait. What show are we doing? <laughs> so Walter. Yeah, when I, I say yeah. your name and your eyes go wide on a podcast, it's not answering me <laughs> at all. What's up, um, buddy? I keep telling you she used a video. I just looked up on Screen Rant the top 10 most heartbreaking deaths in the MCU. Oh, God. Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, number 10, Gamora in an Infinity War. Wow. Okay. I think she counts. I was, I was like. No, no, I should be higher up on the list, but also, does she. Uh, she counts in a way, I guess, yeah. Because like, because the Gamora that fell in love with, um, yeah, yeah, I get it, I get it, I get it. Our boy, she's gone. Like the character uh, back. 
That's number right. nine? Groot. Number nine. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Groot in, in Guardians was hard, yeah. Yeah, that was another one. That was that was pretty good. Yeah, but it's fake out. It's fake out. But it's not a fake out because he's gone. This new Groot is another That Groot. version of the character is gone, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, number eight, uh, the glorified sex doll. Vision? Vision. He gets, he gets eight. Uh, I would seven. switch him and Gamora. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Number seven, uh, I Phil Coulson. That was it was early, but it was in Avengers. Yeah, okay. that, yeah, but that was that should be though. higher up on the list too. Yeah, but with the baseball card and all that, that was it was rough. It was yeah. rough. Uh, number six, um, Howard and Maria Stark. No, I think they barely. No, that, that, no, they should be on the list. They shouldn't be on the list. Yeah, they don't even. No. They don't, they even don't rank. count. No. That's weird. Uh, number five, and yeah, this this one I feel this shouldn't count. Also, Spider Man, but like it was great, but we knew he was coming back. Oh, you mean when the everyone got okay? No one who got dusted. Yeah, snap, snap didn't count. No, no. Hang on, what the hell? I just got a and Chris, you with us, buddy? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, you just got very still. Yeah, I know my, my internet fuzzled out a bit, so right. we're good. Let's keep going. Who was number, number five? Four, Yondu. Yondu was a good one. Yondu mm-hmm. was a great at the end of Guardians Two. Wow, yeah, Guardians Two, Yondu. Yep. That was like they made a big deal about that. I feel like then that was like explicitly like like that was, that was all James Gunn's doing. Because it's fucking Michael Rooker. Like that, that whole fucking send off to Yondu at the end of the movie. There. That was yeah, a, that, was, was... that was a. What. Go ahead. I said it was I thought, great. I they, yeah, I thought they were really did a good job. Of no, I, I'm, I'm praising like, it. I love it. Yeah, from the end of the first movie to where he was at the end of the second movie, like that was yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Really yeah. Well and Sly was in, and Sly was in Guardians two, so Guardians two is automatically in my top five. Also, great, great podcasting Jesus, Walter. now with just Walter. Like a really good. I was making a model first of all. Second of all. I wrote a song. Put yourself on mute when you're making noise. I wrote a song called Yondu in the Wind. You motherfucker. <laughs> What's number four? Who's number uh, four? Number three, uh, Black Widow. Three. Black Widow? No. I get that. That's just... Red Skull. Whoa, Red what's, Skull. What, you, don't, you don't agree, Lawrence? I think it should be top ten. But I don't think third. Number two, Loki. Also, I don't think... Is he gone? Wink, wink, wink. He's totally not, though. He's not even dead. Yeah, but his death, we can use that for every single person on this list. His his character, the death when he dies in the beginning of Infinity War, That one, I think that's what the death they're talking about. And Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, was, and also, and hang on, though. I, I, I take it back because the Loki that's going to come back is the Loki from... Uh, 2012, first Avengers. Yeah, 2012, yeah, yeah, it's Avengers One Loki. So you're right; he actually does die. I think the only one here that so far doesn't count is Spider Man because he got snapped. I think anyone that gets snapped is not a death. Yeah, like because they all came back. Uh, and also, then the Starks. The Starks. Yeah, the Starks shouldn't the Starks be. Should... And number one is obviously Iron Man. Like, yeah, that's fair. Um, for me, I think if you one huge omission no, that I think bullshit. One huge Iron Man? You don't think Iron Man was in the biggest death of the MCU? No. Although was actually, I really thought it was. I really thought it was kind of jerk offy. Are you really gonna eat chips on a podcast? <laughs> it's crackers, first of all. 
Jesus. Second of all, what's wrong with you? Put yourself on all, mute. You're a fucking animal. I did. I, I muted. I muted my microphone, and then you guys. No, talking, I heard you chewing. I heard you chewing. Then you guys started talking, talking bullshit about how Iron Man was like the saddest death or whatever. It was. It what are you talking about? It's the he most. It's the easily the most impactful. What's the biggest omission, though, Lawrence? You were saying. The biggest omission. For me, what should be number two on that list after Iron Man is Hawkeye's family. Oh, oh. definitely over the start. 100%. 100%. I feel that was the most emotional because you opened Endgame with that. And you'd met them in yeah. Age of Ultron. And it was just such a really nice kind of way of tying in the fact that it happened outside of the heroes that we knew about. And just that it affected everyone. And the fact that you knew it was coming and it was happening. And he just like slowly realizes what happens, and it just dawns on him. It was absolutely heartbreaking for me. That's like number two behind Iron Man. I have a couple of omissions that we haven't talked about. Ha- uh, Idris Elba's character, actually, An- they, Hannibal, Heimdall. They were snapped. So I guess that also doesn't count by my own logic. Yeah. But also, if Spider Man's on that list, then you should put the True. death of the uh, Hawkeye family, because especially because we had a connection to them because of Age of Ultron, right? He said. Right. Um, but that Hem- moment Hemdall. where she calls him, like he fixes the world and she calls him and his phone is vibrating. Yeah. That's such a good moment in Endgame. That's such an underrated moment because it's not like a huge heroic moment. It's just a phone vibrating. But it's just like all that joy coming back. Man, oof. I think that was really well done. Anyway, I, would also, I would also put uh, Quill's mom over Stark's parents. Interesting. I would put, I because, would put because both because of Thor's parents. Side of a tumor that Ego put in her head. Right? Like, I would like put, super I, weird. I, and like I'd put gut wrenching. Yeah. Both of Thor's parents' deaths over the Starks. Yes, 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 yes. First of all, I think I think uh, Thor's mom having like having Renee Russo like die in like the second Thor movie was like eh, we didn't really see her much. But then like once you get the context from like Endgame, I think that yeah. makes it like a little bit harder in retrospect. But I completely yeah. agree about Odin, about them, like, just in this big field. He's like, I'm not as strong as you. He's like, no, you're stronger. And then, you know, he just, like, has to, like, drift away into the universe. I he turns into like, dust. Yeah. yeah. No, I can't believe that. Odin, at least Odin is not on that list. Again, there's the, the Starks don't belong on that list, and Phil Coson is too low. Yeah. You know who else was, had a better death than even Stark's parents? Was uh, T'Chaka, T'Challa's dad. Yeah, he had a better Even, dad. That was, that was sadder, because he would seem like a really, like, a reasonable, like, if that, you only meet him for a second where he's just, like, talking to him, but there's something just, like, really warm about it, and then afterwards in Black Panther, when they flesh out that backstory, it becomes even nicer. You could you make the argument here that Killmonger and Thanos' deaths were sad. I wouldn't. I, I wasn't particularly <laughs> sad by them. <laughs> Just say, uh, just say. I think the most tragic death for me was uh, Kenneth Branagh's reputation. (laughs) 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 This this man did Wild Wild West, though. So what are are we talking about? No, he did not. Yeah, he did. He was in Wild Wild West. He didn't direct. No, that was, first of all. He was in the movie. Is he? Yeah, yeah, he's the bad guy. Well, who he's directed the big it? bad who, who, in who, who Wild Wild West. The movie that kept Will Smith out of the Matrix. Who directed it? Though? Was it Tim Burton? No. The Wild Wild West? I don't know. 
but it's I don't remember who directed it, but all I remember of this is there's that Kevin Smith story. Was it where, Tim Burton? Uh, when Kevin Smith was Kevin Smith was writing, I think he 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 was brought in to punch up a Superman script when Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The mechanical spiders is the same, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. He was there to punch punch in, punch up a Superman script for whatever reason, and the producer was like, "Could there be a mechanical spider?" <laughs> And then the next, movie, and then the next movie that that guy produced was Wild Wild West, and they were like, "He got his fucking spider." That and that guy ended up being uh, Barry Sonnefeld. Sonnefeld, Barry Sonnefeld. Barry Sonnefeld. He directed uh, Men in Black. Yeah, and, and Wild Wild West. Wow, Wild Wild West is real bad. He probably thought he was untouchable after Men in Black. So, but do you think Mysterio is all the way dead? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, what lot? <laughs> no, he's just missing an he's eye. Dead? <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, no, Mysterio's dead. Which sucks because I want to see Spider-Man has I the best, see... villain, but they're but like, and I thought it would have been a very funny twist. Uh, like I, like I said, I, unfortunately, I haven't seen Far From Home, but I, I read spoiled my ass off. I thought it would have been a pretty funny twist if like Mysterio's like bullshit was done better, and that like he had a whole movie of being like, no, 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 I'm here to help, and then it was only revealed later on that he was a bad guy. Like if if there was like if the the multiple the the multi dimensional entities or whatever that he was faking were the real bad guys and he was like i'm actually here to help like i thought it would have been a fun uh, burn keith to be fair uh you could have watched the trailer the final trailer for that movie and deduced that mysterio was gonna turn at I mean, one I point and be the comic so i knew mysterio was gonna turn but i thought it would have been kind of fun <laughs> for like them to have an actual heel turn of like in one movie he's a good guy in the next movie he's a bad guy it's not a redemption arc <laughs> It's that he was a bad guy the whole time. It just made sense for one movie that he was a good guy because they haven't done. I would it. like. I would like to see, and I know that he's not like the best Spider-Man villain, but I would really like to see a Craven the Hunter movie. Like I would just a Spider-Man where like he's the, the villain. Like that would be so good. I would like to see a Craven the Hunter. Like I thought, Craven the Hunter was always at his best when it was like as least related to Spider-Man in the world. Like I like a, a, a Craven the Hunter like mini series where he's just Craven the Hunter in the jungle or something. I'd be like, I'm into this. Interesting. <laughs> like, we're gonna have to get deep in that roster to get that made, but yeah. Well I don't know. He's a sinister six. Like they they gotta I have to say, by the way, because I took issue with something you said before, but I didn't speak on it. When you talked about like there's only good super villains in like the Spider-Man mythos and then afterwards their villains kind of drop I'm off. I'm not saying Without a doubt, but I'm like the best ones. The best villains are typically like Spider-Man. I feel has a legit rogues gallery that you can go down the line, and he has like a set of good villains. Yes, hundred percent agree. Otherwise, I'm like there's like a few good ones. I'm like I'm, I'm not like a like Mandarin is a good bad guy. Uh, Magneto is a great bad guy. Like yep. like there there are, there are good villains in the MCU or not the MCU in Marvel comics period. But I'm like but like. Spider-Man could have a different guy show up every week and they're all pretty good, right? You have like Yeah. We just have- But that's why they keep making so many like animated TV shows of Spider-Man cuz he's so easy because yeah, they have such he, a rich backstory. He's as, close, like- he's as close as Marvel gets to Batman in terms of like having a good stack of bad guys that he can pair up against, right? But, but I think Batman and Spider-Man's rogues galleries are comparable. 
I think both of them like lead the pack in their respective brands in terms of rogues galleries. And then, you know, there's a sharp yeah, decline. Goblin doesn't touch the Joker, though. Well, the Joker, I think singularly, there's nothing that you have that really touches him anywhere else outside of the Joker, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I, so I think Batman still wins. And like, as Walter discovered while playing the Spider-Man game, Black Cat really is just Catwoman. <laughs> like, that's, that's true. <laughs> which I wonder which one came first. I never even looked into that. Catwoman, I'm sure by a fucking mile. Like, yeah, be <clears throat> altered Catwoman, Black Cat. Oh, so it had to be. So yeah, this it had to be Catwoman first. It took me so long to realize that Black Cat was just Catwoman. Like, uh, like literally a, a couple months ago, I realized I was like, "Oh my god, this is just a ripoff of Catwoman." By almost forty years, yeah, Catwoman, Catwoman, yeah, yeah, because yeah. Catwoman, Catwoman, nineteen forty. I think it was. Black Cat did not show up until seventy nine. It was only on the most recent replay of uh, Spider Man where I was like, you know what? Also. There's a lot of actual similarities Spider-Man and Batman as well. In in general, yeah, like they they operate on the same level, right? Like they operate both on the like on the city, city you know what I'm saying, but like on the city crime level. Like most of the stories, most of their stories, the city is in danger. Gadgets, on the planet. Yeah. gadgets, gadgets. Okay, they're but both, one more than the other. Of, yeah. yeah, exactly. They, they both don't have real superpowers. They're both both. Yeah. Um, they're both well, they're both incredibly have... wealthy. No, once once poor. Both got a nine inch cock. Whoa. <laughs> both orphans. Like, hey, only one of them has a really hot aunt. You know, only one of them yeah, bangs her aunt. Really hot aunt in the MCU. Her Nat May is not typically really hot. Yet. Yo, yo, you could book Marissa Tomei at seventy five, and they'll still have yeah, a really bro. hot aunt. Yeah, and Kristen <laughs> Grizzly want to fuck her. Everybody would want to fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Not a not a warm blooded soul wouldn't want to fuck an eight, a seventy five year old Tomei if she allowed it. If she was down. <laughs> um, Marvel characters you want to sleep with? Crispin number one. Aunt May. Yeah, I think that's where the list begins and ends. Really, <laughs> really, really. Really? There's no more, no more bangable actresses for. Chris no, there's, there's, there's all kinds. There's all kinds. But, but he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to ruin his chances with Marissa Tomei. I uh, don't. Like, Baby, you're the only one on the list. If you would be willing, you're the only one. I uh, only one I want. You have my heart with you. Oh man. Oh, that's uh, funny. Um, yeah, so run through phase three. Phase three was so strong, guys. Like it was. It kicks off with Civil War, which was nice. amazing. I really liked it. Who is it I know who doesn't like Civil War? It was Troy Stark. I was having an argument with him. He hated Civil War. Anyway, sorry, I digress. Never be on the Troy show. Stark hates yeah. one. Uh, Doctor Strange. Yeah, had its. I saw that was okay. with Lawrence Horber. Doctor Strange was good, I, but like, I, not not fantastic. I remember when they had that little tease, like when, when they have that Hydra agent on the roof and he starts naming people that they're following. He's like, we look at everyone, Bruce Banner, Do- Stephen Strange. And they hadn't even announced yeah. the movie yet. And I was so hyped just based on that because Stephen Strange 
is just like such a cool character to have like in an animation and i knew like a big budget picture was going to be wild and you know as soon as they attached like benedict Cumberbatch, i was like oh shit it was like just who really pulls it off he does for dr strange what uh, rdj did for tony stark i would agree with like, that yeah yeah he really it's like he, there's like, nobody else you can see playing that. a lot of people care about a character that a lot of people didn't know Exactly. Yeah, it's, very, it's a similar character at the end of the day, though. Absolutely. It very much yeah. is. Yeah. 100%. Is. Marvel characters are like, there's like a couple of different like cuts of their cloth, but one of them is like powerful person. Who's, Rich alcoholic. Is his downfall who then has a redemption story, and that's issue one. Yeah. And then, but then <laughs> yeah. you also, yeah. And as soon as you do that, you also have like Reed Richards and, and like Hank Pym, and they fall into that category often too. Yeah. There is that architect. Right? Even, even, uh, like Professor X a little bit, right? Like yeah. Professor X, like his hubris put him in a wheelchair before we even knew it. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, they're like, wow. and that was expertly, uh, uh, you know, uh, looked into in the new X Men's, and it all fell apart with Apocalypse. It all fell apart with Apocalypse. The cracks were showing. In I liked Apocalypse. Past. Like, I like Days of Future Past, but I was like, I don't know if they're going to like figure this thing out, and they did not. I was doing a weekend at Absolute no. when Apocalypse came out. <laughs> I will say that the Magneto in that stretch of... Um, Assbender? Of the, Assbender's A-plus as a Magneto. He's A-plus, oh, but man. he also adds a layer of sympathy to the character. Because really, he gets fucked over so many times when he but initially think, wants to do the right thing and then gets sucked back in. I think, and I think that was like a really important piece too because like if you look at the Ian McKellen one, he's done with sympathy and empathy and he's so hardened in his ways that you can't get through to him. Yeah. Whereas yeah. like the fast bender younger one still has like a little bit of his soul left. Like it hasn't like completely left him. He's still somewhat sympathetic. But I feel like they tell that story between the 60s and the 80s and they look the same age, which I really had a problem with. <laughs> he does get some credit to uh, Oscar Isaac. Yeah. Oh, I, he was terrible. I was going to say that was, that was also like, the, I love Oscar Isaac, but he was awful. Yeah. In terms of flushing talent down the toilet, <laughs> age of apocalypse, like where I, 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 thought, I thought apocalypse was great. I loved it. And we just apocalypse, like the character or the film, the whole thing, everything will do. <laughs> But also, it was so Walter, Walter sitting on top of Heel Island. <laughs> it was so clear in Age of Apocalypse that they were trying to like recapture the like the Brolin Thanos, where they're like, we're gonna put a talented actor into this like, CG thing, and he's gonna like home run it. And it's gonna be the best. And you're like, no, trash. <laughs> I drove. I drove 20 minutes to go find the multiplex, the closest multiplex to the absolute condo. And we get it. You had a weekend. Real blazed. I got real blazed. <laughs> And I went to go watch the Apocalypse deal in like some movie theater in Ottawa, and like the f- fucking thing was packed. Like the, the theater was packed. A bunch of Ottawa marks. A bunch of Ottawa like families and kids and shit. And I was just like jammed in the corner in the back corner, just like reeking of weed. Just- <laughs> Didn't you and Corber go watch Lego Batman? Lego Batman into when we were in Toronto, yeah. In Toronto. Uh, and I was on acid. You were on acid, and then and then Walter and I went to a Dave and Buster's after. And I was still on acid. 
It doesn't go Walter, well the movie, man. Walter, loud, Walter loudly complained to the bartender that it was simultaneously too hot and too cold. <laughs> that sounds and about Chris, right. And then we needed Chris to pick us up, and he got pulled over. He got pulled over. Chris got pulled over. <laughs> and then, and then, as if, as if there was not another layer to the story, Chris got off the ticket by showing a video of his comedy on his phone. No, 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 that's not what he went to the car and he found out that I, I'm, uh, I'm not a good guy. I'm not a bad guy. I'm the yeah, guy, baby. Guy. And he came back guy. and you're a comedian. <laughs> He came back and said, uh, "Chris Vendito, you're, you're a comedian. We were also Are you driving, funny?" We, we were and also I'm like, "I'm like Reese's dad's car, or like Reese's <laughs> yeah, car." True. Yeah, uh, Reese's uh, dad's Eddie, car. Eddie, uh, and, uh, legal, like no. That's all. This has not all been. Keep it all in. Keep it all in. <laughs> Don't edit a fucking thing. <laughs> no, we can't. <laughs> Reese didn't want to come. We were fine. We we told we told Reese about a year later. Yeah. <laughs> I think we told the story on the podcast. Yeah, you didn't know. We told it on the shit show. Uh, <laughs> we told him on the shit show podcast. Yeah, he didn't know. He was like, I don't know we're great friends. <laughs> oh. Oh wow! I think I dropped like forty. And we didn't talk about it for like the days. first six months after we came back from that trip. No, yeah. you can't. You're like, you're like, don't say a fucking word. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, before that segue, that I think Magneto for diff- for very different reasons, Magneto gets as close <laughs> to like being as iconic as Joker as Marvel gets. I think I, I think Magneto is probably the most iconic bad guy. I would agree with that. In yeah, Marvel. I'd agree with that too. And also, uh, just to further my point on the uh, emotional uh, intensity of like uh, the uh, what, Fassbender Magneto, mm-hmm. when they kill his wife and daughter in front of him, mm-hmm. I have never felt that bad for a character in one of these movies in my life. Because it's like he's so trying. He's trying to have his own life, to not be a bad person. He's really trying. And it's like they kill his daughter and his wife in front of him. And it's like, oh, my God. That's what always, like, what makes, I think, Magneto great in the comics is that how many times he tries to kind of pull it together to be a good guy. And, like, at one point, he's even, like, leading the X-Men, right? I think when when, uh, Professor X, like, screwed off to the Shire or whatever, like, Magneto was in charge and being a full-on good guy. And it's just something like that always happens that just pushes him over to the edge. And he's like, screw this. Humans are trash. We should be in charge. And goes, like, and tilts back into bad guy mode. Like, but he keeps, but he has enough humanity to, like, pull himself, like, not even, like, be pulled to the good side. Like, he pulls himself to the good he's side. like the big. He's like the big show. He's like the big That's show. How often he turns, bro? A lot of turns. A lot of turns. Yeah, but with a way better narrative. Eh. He has reasons. Uh, don't, disrespect your, don't disrespect show, man. He trained for forty-five. Only got five. Only got five. Uh, <laughs> Doctor Strange followed up with Guardians Two. Uh, yeah. Weaker than Guardians One, but still a lot of fun. No. Yeah. It's weaker than yeah. Guardians One. No, it's yeah. the best one. No. <laughs> Uh, just because it's David. What's after Guardians Two? Uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming, which I was, if, was pretty good. Was pretty so, good. I, I liked it a lot. If Spider-Man: Homecoming had been, I think earlier in the series, people would have loved it more. 
Also, like, I yeah. hadn't heard of the character before that movie, so like it was yeah, because really- that that and also yeah, exactly. That, that was that was like Spider Man Homecoming had so much. It had to overcome the fact that Spider Man Three was garbage. It had to overcome the fact that the Andrew Garfield Spider Man was garbage. It had First to one was okay. Eh, it was all right. lizard. Come on now. Yeah, uh, I think they, and they did the Electro one after. So literally yeah, before 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 Homecoming, you already have five Spider Man movies. Yeah, you have five Spider-Man and, 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 and out, of, all, out of the five, one of them is good. Two, two of them are good. Spider-Man well, two, yeah. It's Spider-Man the first one, one is fine. Like Defoe's Goblin and all that, like the Bone Saw is ready, yeah. yeah. And two is great. Like like one is good. I think two is like very good. Yeah. And then exactly. three bad Spider-Man. Spider Man, but then and first Andrew Garfield, I think is decent. I, I would I venture to say three out of the initial five are the problem with the Andrew Garfield one is that it was still occupied with the origin story. Like and, because, yeah. who cares? Who does not know the origin story of Spider Man? Forty years old when they shot it. Yeah. It, and yeah, so Spider like but, but you know what the best Spider Man movie is of all time? Into the, the Spider Verse. Right. Yeah, by far. Yeah. By like Great. a mile. Yeah. So good. Have Miles Morales in the MCU. That's awesome. <clears throat> it's easy. Into the Spider Verse basically exists in the multiverse now. Uh, yeah, no, like Homecoming. Um, I only ended up watching Homecoming on Netflix, and it's funny because like I was like as a kid or teenager, young teen, thirteen years old. Uh, like Spider-Man was my guy. Like, yeah, it was. It was like the comic that was like I think most directed at like nerdy high school teens it, i mean yeah. it's the ultimate fantasy right you're like are you a huge yeah. nerd it's picked on well guess what you can be the coolest and it was like and it wasn't just that he got superpowers it was that like he had superpowers and then he was like clever and he was witty and he was like he was a jehovah's witness and he was a jehovah's witness that was like yeah. often overlooked in his uh background story um <laughs> But yeah, like there, there's like so much to like resonate with the nerdy comic book reader in Spider-Man. And of course he gets Mary Jane, who is like next level, like teenage boy fantasy girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> like, a hot redhead, a hot redhead model who loves me for my wits. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's it. Sells weed. And also her name is Weed. And she sells weed. I just said her name is Weed. And her name is also Weed. Also, yeah, exactly. That's it. So, like, Spider Man was it, and also there was the the 1994, whatever, 94, 96, the the cartoon series where they were actually like pulling from the comics. Uh, yeah, which was really well done. Yeah, yeah. Radio Spider Man. No, I yeah. think it's called Radio Active Spider Man. No. I assure you, it was the Amazing Spider Man. Yeah, I think it was just called the Amazing Spider Man. And it had that it had that killer opening theme. It was Radio Active Spider Man. I can't remember because all I can think of is the X Men theme. This is a this is a sound effect heavy episode. I really I really think it was radioactive Spider Man. I don't think it was. Anyway, but what's after Homecoming, Goose? Anyway, Homecoming, just going to say, loved Homecoming, but it was like, it, it it felt less than because it was in the shadow of shitty Spider-Man movies and so much MCU. It was yeah. very good, but if it, like, if it had come out earlier, I think people would have been like, if, it, if Homecoming had happened phase one, people would have been like, Spider-Man all the way. 
Uh, after Homecoming was Ragnarok, which was also, again, another Very one. good. Turns out the show is just called Spider-Man. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> Ragnarok was followed up, like, dude, four months later with Black Panther. So, like, within the span of less than a year, yeah, less than a year, Ragnarok, Black Panther was in less than 365 days, and all four of those movies are, like, good to great. Yeah. How do you, how do you make a whole movie that quick? And they each made, like, a billion bucks, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, sure. Well, Black Panther... Uh, I remember okay. the first that came Careful. out for Black Panther. Guardians Two. What? Who came out for Black Panther? Walter, say that again. I was gonna say I didn't. No, 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 no. Your I parents. Said, your parents came out for Black Panther. So the numbers that the, the numbers that came out with Black Panther, it did huge numbers. Black Panther did huge numbers. Yeah. So it was eight hundred sixty mil Guardians Two, eight eighty Homecoming, eight fifty Ragnarok. Do you want to take a guess on Black Panther's numbers, Walter? It's like 1.2 billion, isn't it? 1.35 billion. Dude, that's so nuts. That's like $600 million more than Thor Ragnarok. And then uh, Infinity War comes up. Wait, how much did did Infinity War make? 2.05 billion. Black Panther beat a couple of Black Panther beat like a, like the, uh, the 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 gimmicks there the the Avengers Avengers yeah right yeah. Uh, Black Panther hang on so it was that one first two one point four ish one point three five I go to that with you uh, Ultron was one point four so a little bit more and then Chris then, nope and then it Black Panther didn't catch the Avengers even Avengers one was one point five billion. Oh, no. It was close. I think. How, how much? How much did? How much did Endgame do? We're jumping ahead. There's Ant Man and the Wasp. I think uh, it was a, a kind of a, a did a paltry six hundred and twenty-two million. That's a squash match right there. That's like a filler match. That's yeah, a, yeah. Oh, I, oh I feel like I feel and then like the, the bathroom break match. I feel like Ant Man and the Wasp should have come out before Infinity War. Or been six hundred twenty-two million dollars. <laughs> That's uh, that's the bathroom match. <laughs> yeah, that's that's them bottoming out. Yeah. Then they, and what was uh, after Captain Marvel, right? Captain Marvel, which did one point one two billion. I think Captain oh. Marvel bent, like got the rub from of like Infinity War that Ant Man and uh, and the Wasp, like you said, was turned into a bathroom match. I don't think Captain Marvel deserves to have done better at the box office than like guardians uh ragnarok and homecoming like it's not amazing but everybody was so it was because it was tight right it was like march was captain marvel then april 26 uh march 8th captain marvel april 26 was endgame and they kind of did this thing i felt in the uh like in the promotion that you kind of had to see marvel to get endgame even though you didn't they sort of floated that. I like. I felt that like the marketing kind of like were the like like the final piece of the puzzle, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it turns out no, she's just gonna be around and punch Thanos in the face later. Like, like they like they they. I found the 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 booking to put it back into wrestling parlance was was like it felt like a lead into Endgame. More, you thought, she was, you thought she was gonna be number like number thirty in the Rumble. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Yeah. 
Right, she's like 27 or like 22. No, she wasn't 27. 27 is the most important number. Uh, number 27 has produced the most amount of winners in Royal Rumble history. Wow. <laughs> oh, no. I, ha- I think number one beats it now, no? Really? I think it's one. Remember, and- they used to. One they used and 27, 27, I think, are tied now. Always 27. They used to feed us those bullshit stats. Yeah. This guy is the most elimination. In case, you're, in case you're gambling on the Royal Rumble. Yeah. They used to. What do you mean in case? Yeah, exactly. Uh, All right, and what did what did uh, Endgame make? Two point eight billion dollars. Yeah. Both of them combined. Holy. No, God. no, Endgame oh, by itself. Just Endgame. Volume one. If you add them up, they make nearly five billion dollars. Just the two of them. Jesus. That's psychotic. And what? Like at most, it costs like let's say. At most a billion dollars to make and promote both of those movies. Well, exactly. So That's they make- it. So they always, they always, they always screw around with that. I find right where they're like, when they talk about like budgets, there's like 356 million dollars, but that's often the production budget, right? Like, oh yeah, it doesn't count like marketing. Like, yeah, the marketing. I was like, there's like hundreds of million dollars of marketing that goes in to that. Like the production budget was 356 million dollars. The the putting of the Ender's Endgame everywhere on the planet. It, I mean, like I'm not saying it was like cut into their profits there, but like it's got to be another hundred million on top of that for budget. Uh, you know, well, the, the, the internet says three fifty six production and uh, promotional budget combined. Oh, that's interesting. I would have thought it would just so if that's the case, that's correct, and it grossed two point eight billion. Well, Chris, you said com- combined budget is three fifty six million. Yeah, yeah, for one of them or both of them. For Endgame, for that's that's for production and promotion. Endgame is the first one or the second one. The second one. Infinity War was three hundred and sixteen to four hundred million, I guess, depending on production and marketing costs, and then did another two billion. Still, that move. Endgame made eighty five million on DVD sales. (laughs) Endgame outproduced. Endgame outproduced like 80% of movies made the last decade on just DVD sales. <laughs> and it's doubly crazy because like it came out on DVD like after Disney Plus. So you could go. And that's just domestically, by the way. Just domestically. That's not including the international buy-in on the on the DVDs. <laughs> so psychotic. They incorporated it into the school curriculum. Oh, Jesus. No. That's insane. So other things I think well, we should just cap it off. Um... Marvel Cinematic Universe TV shows, we talked about it a little bit. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is somehow still a thing. It's happening right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's still on. They're in their seventh season. Keith, hold on. I have an an amendment here to make. Remember when I said $83 million in DVD sales? Yes, sir. I was wrong. Hold on. It was $23 million in DVD sales domestically and $83 million in Blu-ray sales domestically oh, for a total domestic video sale of 106 Of people who bought hard copies of Avengers. It out, that outperformed the original Spider-Man. Remember when Spider-Man yeah, won the Tobey Maguire did? That was like 101. That was the opening weekend. <laughs> the DVD sales. <laughs> the hard copy sales beat. That's insane. That's just printing money at that point. What is Anyways. Hellstrom? My wife. Corber, what's Hellstrom? 
Hellstrom is a, a Marvel character who's like a very low level character. He's the, he's the uh, the son of Mephisto the Devil. No, and he's yeah, like a Doctor yeah, Strange. Mephisto, the actual devil in the Marvel universe. Because yeah. he's getting his own Hulu show. That's interesting. I wouldn't expect that. So I assume it's gonna I assume it's gonna be like Constantine. Yeah, they're calling it Adventure into Fear is the, the brand under it. Okay. So, like it, it's sure its own, that I don't know. It's its own. Uh, so Adventure into Fear is a planned franchise uh, that is going to be on Hulu based on characters that were going to be in the MCU. So I think, and, and this is that whole deal. So, oh yeah, Go, Ghost Rider was being developed, but was dropped. How did Hellstrom get the rub over Ghost Rider? Well, they've done we Ghost Rider it. two movies. Yeah, before. we've seen it twice, you know? Yeah, but I'm going to think about on Hulu. <laughs> like, they couldn't get Nick Cage. Yes. Um, yeah, so Abandoned Projects, Ghost Rider, and Other. Wow, that's weird. Uh, because, yeah, because they're talking about that, to, to pull it back to the Punisher thing that I was talking about, is they're unsure of where they would release the Punisher, right? Because you're like, Disney Plus is the home of Marvel. And I'm like, I don't think he's the home of the Punisher. They're the home of the Punisher. Because what do you want a Disney Plus Punisher where he just like shoots people in the arm and they go ow? Like, well, that's not. I mean, there is a lot of some some um, more uh, violent stuff on Disney Plus now. Not a lot. It's Mar like Mar Marvel and Star Wars is basically the most violence you could see on Disney Plus. Like they, they don't have um, Logan on there. Don't think so. What movies? Interesting. X-Men movies on Disney Plus. X-Men films that are on Disney Plus. They have Moana. You know, it doesn't get much more violent than that. <laughs> so so Days of the Future Past came out. July 17th was Apocalypse. And then I don't think the the others are all TBD. August 7th will be the first X-Men and the Wolverine will be on September 4th. Oh. The second Wolverine one, not Logan. So yeah, they haven't they haven't announced a, a Logan situation yet. But yeah, I don't know. But I mean, I I guess though since they do own Hulu, they can they can shuffle that stuff off to Hulu like they're doing with Hellstrom, right? So because they own everything. Uh, favorite? What do you want to do? Do you want to do like top three, top five movies? Did we already do this? Did we do this in part one? I think so. We should so, do top five favorite characters in the MCU. Favorite characters. Top five favorite characters. Groot, Gamora, Drax, Quill, Rocket. Really? Uh, up there. <laughs> I mean, I was saying it as a joke, but I'm like, they're all very good. Uh, no, I, I top top five. Um, like, definitely, like, there's. I feel they have multiple members of the Guardians on there. Like, honestly, probably Rocket, Quill, and Groot, Spider Man, and Loki. That's my top five. Corber. Oh shit! I wasn't ready. Um. Well, my top five MCU characters. Uh, fuck. I would say for sure. You want me to do mine and then you go? Yeah, 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 go. Let me piece this together. Okay. Number five for me 
uh, is uh, Hulk. Number four is Captain America. Ruffalo. Uh, Ruffalo. All right. Is that even a question? <laughs> I mean, in his own in in the one movie about the Hulk, it's Norton. So maybe. Number four is Bumbaku. Number really three. Yeah, I love. He's great. Every scene he's in steals it. Number three is Rocket Raccoon. Number two is Captain America. So I, I had him at four, but he's at two. And Iron Man. What are the top five Marvel characters? Uh, Drax. Uh, the Winter Soldier guy. Um, I like him with his gun arm. And uh, what's your face? Oh, uh, the, the sex doll guy. Vision. This is Vision. your favorite character. Yeah, Vision and uh, who else? Um, Jarvis and number one is Pepper Potts. <laughs> Good list. Good list, buddy. Lauren? Be here. Oh, man. Um, I think... <laughs> Um, fifth would be Hawkeye. Wow. Oh, that was, that was almost my number five. Yeah. Found just, the Hawkeye fan. Yes, yeah, because he was he was really interesting and I thought they did a good job with him. Um, he's getting a different show though, right? Is that a thing? Yeah. He's supposed to be with his daughter. With his yeah, he's gonna be teaching Kate Bishop or whoever it is. Mm-hmm. Um and then I would say uh, I said Hawkeye fifth, and then four, I would probably go Thor. Uh, specifically, just between Ragnarok and after, because I thought that was fucking amazing. Post, post Taiki, post Taiki. Yeah, Taika, uh, Taika Waititi, and beyond. Um, yeah. And then, let me see what else. Fuck, I don't know. It's hard to choose. I would say I only have a couple picks left. Um, I would think I would round it off with Tony Stark for sure, and then my sleeper pick for number one uh, was Thanos. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Did you remember when you gave me shit that we were supposed to feel sad for Thanos' death? We're not, but I think he was the most compelling character. <laughs> I so what is, what's the what's the comic? Oh my god, why did I blank on it? Um, uh, Baron Zemo's comic. Oh, I love that. Comic. Civil War. No, 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 no. Uh, oh, the Masters of Evil. No, when he becomes a good guy. Um. Ah, oh, what's it called? Hang on. This is hero comic. Jesus. Walter, while he's looking that up, you're you're the only comics guy who can help me out on this. I don't. I don't know, man. Drawing a blank. Hang on. I'll get it. I'll get it. I'll get it. So he did this. So him and a bunch of other low tier bad guys decide Thunderbolts. Oh, yeah. okay. Like, did you ever read they're the not really heroes. Yeah, but they're not really villains. That's fair. Yeah, they're an- the weird anti hero between characters. Yeah, like uh, I read mostly, a couple of Thunderbolts. Yeah, they're yeah. mostly reformed supervillains or whatever. Which, uh, yeah, the Thunderbolt series is like holds a. I just 
a special place in my heart. And when Zemo is like desperately trying to be the leader of a hero team made up entirely of villains, is it's just it's great writing. It's fun. It's good times. All right. Uh, closing thoughts on the MCU, boys. Walter? I give it a, a solid uh, 7 out of 10. Vendito? <laughs> uh, the best entertainment like movie, summer blockbuster stuff we got in the last 20 years came out of Marvel. So hats to, off to them. And fuck uh, all the people who say adults can enjoy Marvel movies. That was, that was what this was all about. I wish Christopher would get back into the comic book movies. I want to see him do... Uh, well, <laughs> Christopher Nolan needs to have his movie come out. Ten- Tenant, it keeps getting pushed back. <laughs> yeah, there's more news about that today. What it, what, it's now pushed if, back event indefinitely. If you were to let uh, Christopher Nolan steer any MCU franchise or any Marvel franchise, what would it be? X-Men. X-Men, Marvel, Kevin Feige, Chris Nolan doing their version of X-Men would be great. Like, I, I feel that you don't think that, like, he, he, I mean, yes, but, like, specifically, like, a World War II Magneto film. Like, that movie that was, that they said was going to happen that never happened. But, like, a Christopher Nolan World War II Magneto film, I think, would be, like, dope as hell. Yeah, sign me up. Where do I send my money? To me. Uh, Lawrence, closing thought on the MCU. Go watch all of it. Watch all of it. In well, we're not comment. being paid. We're not being paid by Disney for this promo. So I am Why not. A tiny bit. Piece of yeah, shit. I got like twenty bucks. Of- Thanks again for listening. Go plug yourself. As always, a big thank you to Leland Beckman and Oral Turpitude for providing all of the original music for the show. We mentioned at the beginning of the show that we'd love for you to tell your friends about the show, and honestly, that's all you really need to do. But if you're feeling particularly generous, you can support the show financially and 9to5.cc in general by going to patreon.com slash 9to5cc. You can get early access to every episode of Go Plug Yourself and other perks too. Finally, if you or someone you know has a project they'd like to plug on the show, reach out to us and let us know. You can find us on Facebook by searching 9to5cc, and we're 9to5cc on Twitter also. If everything works out, you could be the next person to sit down with Walter and I and talk about horror movies or wrestling. And I mean, also the thing that you're trying to plug. 9to5.cc. Podcasts, blogs, and comics. Made in Montreal since 2011.